The San Jose Barracuda played three games, and we are going to break them all down. Stay tuned for Teal Tinted Glasses on Teal Town USA starting right now. But of course, if you want to be a part of the show, you can hit us up in the YouTube chat where we will definitely be answering any Barracuda questions that are burning on your mind. We're also, you can hit us on Twitter, all the social media. You can find everything we do at tealtownusa.com. Um, but yeah, it is me. It is Jules. It is Teal Tinted Glasses. Jules, how you doing? Good. How about yourself? I am I came in strong, fantastic today. I'm um, glad. I'm glad. Did you, uh, did you catch any of the all-star festivities so far? I have to admit, it was so boring. Was it? <laughs> Not the PWHL. The PWHL was actually... I, did, I wasn't able to catch that because I unfortunately have work and homework, but uh, I was able to watch the player draft, and uh, it wasn't my... I like the player draft. I just... I don't know. It was kind of long, and they kept on doing commercial breaks every, like, 40 seconds, and I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, it's like the draft. Pick. It's like the draft, commercial. yeah. It's like commercial breaks Pick. every, like, four seconds, commercial. you know? Yeah. All Probably. right. Fair enough. I I haven't catched caught up with anything yet. I guess no one. I guess no one went last, so no cars for anybody. I read on Twitter. No, no cars for anyone. But I'm sure Hurdle will be out for blood. Man, I don't blame him. Okay. Um. So this is supposed to be the Barracuda game show. So let's talk about the Barracuda. I guess. Um. Three games uh, on tap to discuss here. Uh, on Wednesday, they played the Bakersfield Condors and they beat the Condors five to three. Uh, they got goals from Castles, Gushkin, Sabarin, uh, Lindblom, and Stidnika. Uh, Makiniemi, um, really good last couple of games. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, he made 35 of 38, 35 saves on 38 shots. And the power play, um, like this is a game where everything hit for the Barracuda. Power play, two for two. Penalty kill, three for three. Like everything, everything came up Barracuda in this game. I don't remember. Was Mook already called up for this game? Because this might have been the game that Laroque I was really impressed with or Laroque started to come out. Because I think Laroque has been kind of a guy we kind of forgot existed, mainly because he's dealt with so many injuries. It was either this right. one or the next game. I, I don't remember exactly. Someone in the chat probably knows this. But uh, that's the game where I thought Laroque, one of those games I thought Laroque was really prominent. And like this game, everything went well for them. Yeah. Like it was genuinely a fun game to watch. Like, I actually enjoyed watching any type of Sharks hockey like for the first time in a while during this game. I thought McNamee had a really overall strong weekend. Like he was going up against Wolf for one of those games. Okay. Very yep. strong. Yeah. Uh, I'm changing the game here, but That's overall okay. I thought it was a really good game by the Cuda. Um and it was, it was nice to see Lynn Blom get on the board, Sabrin, you know, those guys didn't go. Yeah, it, I I really enjoyed this game cuz like one I think we were all pretty when we did our last show we did our grades our mid-season grades and we were all pretty sour i would say super sour but like mackiniemi wasn't was probably our lowest rated goalie between the three of us um so it was nice to see him come on again and and i thought he was really good um in this game um he was better the next game which is nice but it was good to see him kind of find his game again because mackiniemi is a guy who like when he's on his game like there's a lot to like about it but the problem is, is I think for him has been consistency. He's a very hot and cold goaltender with Mackie. Like, I feel like with him, you're like, if he does make the pros, there's going to be some nights Sharks fans are going to want to rip their hair out with him. Yeah. And there's going to be some nights where he puts out like a 40 plus shutout. Yeah. So like, like, if he develops that consistency, that'll be so beneficial to him. I know he's not the tallest guy on the planet, but like, there's something there I feel with him. But with goalie prospects, you never know. But it was nice to see him have this good weekend because we kind of tore him to shreds last show. We yeah, we it was it was a good it was a pretty good week for for guys who we were kind of down on. Good as, week as for guys on healthy. Ian's shit list. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's good. So I mean, this game, not a whole lot. Like I said, everything kind of went the Barracuda's game this way. Now the 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 Condors are not a great team. Um, so I, you know, I think that needs to be said, but still, I mean, it was, it was probably one of the most, complete. one of the most complete games I think they yeah. played all year. No, I agree. And like, honestly, if the Cuda just could 
continue with that consistency as they did that night, they would be in the playoffs. I don't know if they'd be competing for the Calder with this roster and how injured it is. But, like, if they can just play with this consistency constantly, like, the thing is, like, I'm not asking them to go on a 10-game winning streak here. I'm asking for just this consistency for, like, four games. <laughs> Honestly, And though, that just hasn't happened. Yeah, no, I know. And it's, like, you kind of want to see them get, like, that spur of life because it'd be, like, again, right? We know the, we know the deal in the playoffs for the for the AHL's Pacific Division, you have seven teams of 10 that make it. I mean, and the Sharks, yeah. the Barracuda, sorry, the Sharks, the Barracuda, I mean, <laughs> they're out of it. But, like, if they went on a run, they they could get in it. They just have to build that consistency. And, it. I mean, it. okay, we have to admit, it doesn't help their rosters torn to shreds right no, now. No, 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 it's definitely something we've got to, we'll discuss after the games. But, like, I, I feel like you kind of want to see that consistency. Mm-hmm. At least with your young guys, and like the develop, like this is supposed to be you're supposed to be developing your future, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of want that to see, and for those kids to start building that consistency. Yeah. So the Barracuda they played another game two games later on the Friday the twenty sixth, um, and you know the Barracuda beat the Wranglers. This Calgary Wrangler seems pretty good, um, and I don't know what it is. The Barracuda have had their number Absolutely. all year, and I yeah. don't understand it it makes no sense to me uh the barracuda shut out the wranglers three nothing um you know that dustin was an wolf impressive game returned um dustin wolf got returned to the uh to the to the wranglers for this game and he started so it's always nice to put pucks past him because i think he's a guy who really should be graduated from the ahl at this point and i understand that calgary's got decent goalie depth where they you know where you can put a guy like um uh, like Dustin Wolf in the AHL, but whew, man, I don't know. I, I, I think it's criminal that Dustin Wolf spends so much time in the, in the AHL. I mean, I will say this, the flames are kind of backed up with their goalies cause they have Markstrom and Vladar. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of those two go by the trade deadline so they can uh, call up Wolfie. Um, but no, yeah, whenever the Cuda can score on Wolf, it definitely gives me a boost of confidence for the future. Cause these young guys are going to be going up against Wolf come like four, two, three years from now. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just, it, and honestly, I really liked the Kuda's game. I thought they started off a little shaky. They did. Um, yeah. But like, they always start off shaky. Yeah. So the so. goal scores, uh, in this Friday game was Frisch, Todd and Bellarive. Uh, Makiyemi was again, shout out 37 of 37 saves. And like, again, the, the best, you know, I thought the, the, Wednesday game was like the most complete performance by the Barracuda, but this is, I this might be McIniemy's best game in absolutely a Barracuda sweater. They the colors are all different. I can't say in teal because that just doesn't doesn't work for the Barracuda. It could be black, could be gray, could be white. Um, but no, this was this was McIniemy's best game as uh, a Barracuda, and it's not particularly close. Which made Saturday kind of upsetting because McIntyre was ill and uh, wasn't even able to back up this game. I guess he was a little bit under the weather. Uh, yeah, they Saturday, the e-bug. The Saturday, the um, the Barracuda. Unfortunately, uh, they lost this game three to two. Uh, Georgie Romanov uh, was in net. He made thirty six uh, saves on thirty nine shots. So a lot of you know a a decent night for Georgie Romanov, but. Um, Again, you know, uh, power play they didn't do anything for them this one. They were over three on the power play. Um, and they kind of, you know, this was a game where, unfortunately, two of those goals came uh, while they were killing penalties. So it's not, you know, um, it was a fun game, but it's disappointing because I think, like, when you, when you, especially after the Friday game, like, you kind of hoped that it's like it's been the thing with the barracuda all year right you kind of every time they kind of do something good it's like oh is this the start of something can this please be the start of something and you really wanted it to be um but some of you know it was a fun game but i think some of their lesser good habits came out this game um but on the plus side uh Pedersen and bordelo bordelo comes into the lineup unfortunately gushkin goes out uh this game which is super annoying um but it was nice to see Peterson get a goal. Um, he's a guy who I 
have been super down on this year so far because I thought like after last year when he came in um, after they traded for him I thought he was really good and then he started in the NHL um, and I thought he was okay there um, and that, so I thought you know when he came down that was going to be a nice piece for the Barracuda someone who could really uh, help I was super excited yeah. I thought he was going to blow up the AHL I thought honestly he'd be kind of where Gushkin is right now yeah, and so, you know, a disappointing season for him so far, but it was nice to see him get on the board because he's a guy that I do like. Um, Thomas Bortolo missed a ton of games. He comes back into the lineup and, and just snipes. And doesn't look like he missed a beat, which is good. That's, no. I think, the, you know, that's something that you want to see with Bortolo, obviously, because I think consistency has been a little bit of an issue for Bortolo this year, but he came back and he looked like he hadn't missed a game. Uh, losing I, I think with boards his swagger. Like, if he has mm-hmm. his swagger, he's fine. I honestly am tempted to believe Boards is going to be a winger in the NHL based off what I've seen because he seems to just play better on the wing. I don't know if he was playing wing for these games, but yeah, that's my two thoughts on Boards. Yeah, so I mean, it was, you know, pretty pretty entertaining game at least, um, which I think that's also good for the Barracuda because I think there's been some of these games where they've lost, they've been more frustrating than entertaining. So this game at least being entertaining again, like the Wranglers are still a pretty good team. Um, but you know, again, like this, it wasn't like a, a massive parade to the box. There's only four penalties, but they, they, you know, there are four penalties that they had to kill. Um, but you know, they, if you only stop half of those, a team like the Wranglers is gonna, is gonna do their damage, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you know, as we kind of alluded to though, like obviously you're missing, uh, you know, Bordelow missed, I think, 10 games. He came back on the 27th. Uh, Gushkin got hurt on the 26th. Um, it, I haven't really heard if he's going to be good for this weekend uh, coming up uh, for the All-Star game for the Who AHL. Who knows, man? I know. Who the, knows? The teal curtain. Um, but, yeah, I mean, injuries, like, as much as we've been down on this team and as much as there's definitely been issues, I think, that we talked about last show, obviously, like, there's some coaching issues, I think, here. Uh, I think injuries have to be brought up. And I think it's not, you know, it's not fair to talk about the Barracuda without talking about kind of how injuries have really messed up this team. Um, You know, some of the more notable names are out. Like, obviously, Gavonke has been out for a bit now, and I'm not sure when he's coming back. That's the worst part, too, right? It's like you never know when these guys are You never know, yeah. Uh, Gavonke is out. uh, Brandon Coe's out. uh, Ozzy Weisblatt's out. Uh, Magnus Krona, who I thought, you know, was starting to play his best hockey. He goes down with an injury, Um, you know, and then obviously with the Sharks facing just as many injuries, you've had guys go up. They had Muka Madulin go up. So, I mean, there's your top pair gone. Yeah, for most of the year, their top pair just, you know, gone gone with (laughs) Gavanke. Yeah, Gavanke out, Muka Madulin up in the NHL. It'll be interesting to see because, like, Mook Medulin, what, what did you think of his games uh, in San Jose? Um, I was able to watch one of them, but from what I've heard and from what I pieced together, I, I really like Mook Medulin. I think once he fills out his body and, like, his, mind you, he's still, like, I don't remember his age, 21, 20. <laughs> um, once he fills out and, like, fills out his body, he's going to be a beast. He skates super smoothly. Defensively, of course, in the NHL, it's a little fast. Uh, and he still has a tendency to, like, kind of freak out when he gets a puck. So, like, he'll get the puck back at the point, right? And he'll kind of just stand there, freeze for a sec. And because it's the NHL, it's so fast, the guy just came in and took it away. Yeah. Um. So, like, I've really liked Muka Madulin's game. I think he's going to – I don't know if he'll come back up to the NHL, per se, depending on how injuries work out. But, like, I really liked what I saw from him with the NHL, and he's going to be a stud for the Sharks. Yeah. Um. Kevin in the chat saying, I doubt Gushkin plays in the All-Star game. Uh, I don't think Mugmadulin gets named if there wasn't a doubt about Gushin. Uh, so was... I think it was Max Miller tweeted this morning that it, that Mugmadulin getting named like it, he didn't he was he got the impression that it didn't uh, like it didn't rule him out. We'll see, well, obviously, but I don't know. I'm not also, close enough to it. If I remember correctly. Becker mentioned something when they revealed the Finn Cal jerseys Okay, that the Barracuda were getting another representative or he teased it. At least that's what I saw floating around or I think Teal Town may have tweeted it. Um, that was teased. So Mook Madulin might have been the guy. I'm pretty sure if Gavanke wasn't injured, he was going to be the guy. 
Uh, no offense to Mook Madulin, I think Gavanke was just going to be the other guy there. But props to Mook Madulin, and hopefully we see Mook and Gushkin. Yeah, I think it's crazy when you look at the injuries too, because usually this time of year, right? Like Mook Madulin did get sent down uh, to the AHL, so he'll be in the All-Star game. But it, it just shows how banged up the Sharks are though, because like no one else came down. I was surprised, like, I mean, they could have sent, they could send Eklund down if they really wanted to. Um, and he's he's kind of in that place where I'm kind of surprised they hired didn't. last night. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, but I'm kind of <laughs> surprised they didn't like because uh, you know usually when you have a younger guy like that, they usually you know younger players, especially ones that can clear waivers, they generally don't get the luxury of the All Star break. They usually get sent down to. To no, keep yeah. Working with the AHL team now, I think Eklund's been really good this year, and I think you know he's probably earned the break a little bit. But... I will say this: they thrusted that guy at center just randomly out of the blue. So I thought he killed it. I thought center. he absolutely killed it. Um, props to him, but I- I'm not surprised they didn't send Eklund down. It's like not gonna lie. I I think he needs the break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I he deserves he's earned it. it. Yeah, I think he's earned, he's earned it. it. Like he's, I think in his last three games, the dude has like five assists or some crazy thing. He's dishing Mark Edward Vlasic so many goals right now. I'm kidding, um, but yeah, yeah. I can't think of anyone else that's up that could go down. Usually, it's because it, usually this time of year, it's like there's usually more than one player coming. I mean, down. I would say Ochotuk, but they're not going to do that because he's waivers. waivers. He he'd have to so, play waivers. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think Ochotuk's getting through waivers, so. I I don't I think he would I I don't know I, I I feel like teams when they see a young D man they're always a little like look at the guy Minnesota just claimed from the Jets yeah. young D man no one really talks about him I'm blanking on the name maybe Lacey will know him but uh yeah I mean he is he is he is a big dude and he likes to to lay the body um I man I I still don't think he I think he should be on this Barracuda team to be completely absolutely honest. no I um, I mean. I don't disagree with you on that, but uh, GMs are scared whenever they send a young demon. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, I, I was kind of looking quick, and I was like, so I was kind of surprised. Like, other than Eklund, I don't think there's anyone else they can send down. Uh, and, I, and Eklund, I think you're right. Eklund's uh, earned the break. I, I think he's he deserves a break. He's playing a lot of, you know, he's been playing a lot of minutes. Uh, he's not like if he was a guy who, you know, it's kind of like getting some spins on the third line he's getting like 10 minutes a night but he did for like two games and quinn was like never mind dude you're coming back up to the front right um if i think if that was the case all season yeah. then you'd probably see that um yeah eklund's third right now on the sharks for scoring yeah eklund, eklund and, and henry 16. thrun would be the only players that'd be exempt way yeah. thrun's injured um so and yeah. then eklund is just probably earned his uh earned his break yeah, yeah, so I think that's, so, that's... And Thrun has been playing a lot better recently up in the NHL. I think that AHL stint really helped him before his injury, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, any any big standout players for you um, this past Gannon week? Gannon LaRock. I yeah, already man. said this, but I, I've i really liked Gannon LaRock ever since his D1 uh, draft year plus season. That's when I first kind of started digging into to all the church prospects also. He's a guy that just stands out to me. He's just he's so lengthy and flexible with his stick, and I I don't again I'm sorry I don't remember the game and it's gonna bug me. It was either that shutout game or the previous game against the Condors. Whenever Mook got called up and Gavanke got injured and kind of Gannon Larock stepped uh, stepped in with Shimmick, just he had a really just smooth solid game, controlled the puck. I think Romendo was also fangirling over him. He's a guy to watch out for. I don't think he gets called up this year. Uh, maybe not like maybe towards the end of next year, but I, he was just the guy that kind of took his opportunity and rode with it. Yeah. Yeah. And Skyler bringing up here, like that's how the sharks got Ty Emerson. Nobody talks about him. And then, um, and then the sharks claim him. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're right. You know, um, I think that's, that's true. Um, you know, cause obviously guys are looking for, especially guys like, I think Ty Emerson is a guy who, you know, he's like right on the verge of a spot too, where I think he was like on the verge of being a full-time guy, but it's like, he's just not conquering that depth chart. And I think definitely, you know, the NHL sees that and they're going to, another guy's going to do that. Um, <laughs> like a Tiger Zeal one in Discord to be a, again, in Lorac Truther. 
Um, yeah, I mean, look at I've been really happy with Gannon Larock so far. I think he's uh, I've really liked his game. Um, he's definitely he's definitely you know it's some someone that I'm definitely watching more and more as as he gets more games in because um, he's definitely a player like I've been super interested in. Yeah. But again, injuries. I and mean, everything else going on. I've I don't remember where I read this, and this might be completely off, but someone I I read that he's kind of reminds people of uh, Justin Braun. Just kind of the way I again I don't remember this was like maybe two years ago that I read this that kind of comparison, but like the way he uses his stick and all of that stuff is kind of very much so Justin Braun. Now, will he be the next Justin Braun? Probably not. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice. That would be really nice. <laughs> Put him back up with pickles. <laughs> uh, Lacey in the chat also saying uh, that Gannon LaRock, um, he, he's liked his game too. Uh, pleasant surprise there. I'm trying to think of who stood out to me other than, and I don't, I don't want to like just like. Ethan Cardwell. <laughs> Ethan Cardwell. Ethan Cardwell's good. We like that. Um, I'm trying to think of who out of the ordinary. I, I, I think, I think Jacob Peterson to me is the guy that kind of really, um, because I thought I again like he's been a guy I've been kind of sour on. It was nice to see him get on the board, and I think his game's kind of getting back where he's had some injury trouble this year as well. Yeah. I think, um, so I think you know he's he's kind of a guy that I kind of circled as far as who's you know um, a guy who's kind of stood out a little bit more to me. It was nice to see him get back on the board again. I mean, it's, I wish this team could just get healthy. I wish both of these teams could get healthy. Um, maybe less so the Sharks because. Want we don't want them Boston. to win a bunch of games, but it's okay. But, Pickles is helping out with the winning. I'm aware, but it would be nice to see like this Barracuda kind of get, uh, you know, some of these got like some some of the some of their weapons back, and then try and make a run at this. Because again, like here, here's the thing, like with the Sharks, right? We want them to finish last because if you finish last in the NHL, you get a good lottery pick. If you finish last in the yep. NHL, you're just a bad team. <laughs> right like there's no benefit to finishing last so like i want so bad for this team to just kind of go on a run and give us something to cheer about going forward now i don't know if that's going to happen or not nothing in their history this season tells me that's going to happen i mean you know i think two games is still their best winning streak of the season i don't think they No, i think you're right three win mark yet at this point in a row um, so, I mean, nothing in their history says that they're going to go on a run. But, man, I just wish that this team could just get healthy and, and try. Because, again, I don't think, like, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to go and hit the playoffs and get smashed by who's ever the number two seed in a three-game series. Or, yeah. Well, it was Coachella last year. I don't think it's Coachella this year. Um, yeah, I just... Um. I don't know. This team is just, again, the lack of consistency and the yeah. self-sabotage this team puts them through. Like, on the game they lost, right? Pedersen had, like, a breakaway, right? The breakaway didn't work. The Wranglers fly back um, to the other zone. Frisch takes a really dumb high-sticking penalty because he just, he his feet stopped moving. He took a bad, like, high-sticking penalty. The Wranglers get their first goal, like, tie up the game. And so, like, you know, what are you going to do there? Like, it's just self-sabotaging plays. Yeah. Uh, Michael Molasses has the uh, quote in the chat about yeah. uh, LaRock. Here, let me I don't know why I remember screen. that quote. It was, like, a genuine two years ago. But, yeah, I mean, he does Justin Braun-type-like player. And if we get a Justin Braun out of a fourth-round pick, not going to be mad about it. Not going to be mad. Yeah, he plays defense a lot like Justin Braun-type. He's just big. He's got a good stick, and he holds the D-zone blue line. Doug Wilson Jr. told SJ Hockey now. Well, there you have it. Um, yeah, I mean, this is it. And Tyler Myers hitting this up in the chat, right? Like, how many games have they lost where they've had a multiple lead? Uh, too many. I've lost count. <laughs> too many. I wish I could give you the answer to that, but like Jules, I've I have keeping lost track. <laughs> These are things that I just don't want to know. Uh, yeah, I honestly, like, I'm going to be very curious to see what Greer decides to do with the CUDA next year. It was kind of hinted at it during their Calvin press conference thingy majiggy thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sounded happy with um, what's our coach's name? McCarthy. John McCarthy. Um, I, I wish I could forget that. Um, he was he sounded happy with John McCarthy, but again, a, typically a GM saying a coach is doing a good job is not necessarily a sign they're not going to get the can. 
<laughs> molasses is going to do some calculations for us, so I'm going to... Oh, I'm, molasses, please don't. I don't want to know this info. I, I do want to know. Um, God. Yeah, I, look, I, you know, we, we, we talked about this last show, and I think it's something that's going to get continuously talked about um, for the rest of this Barracuda season, especially if it continues the way it is. I don't... Even if the Barracuda go on a run... Um, they would. It would have to be a hell of a run to save John McCarthy. It would have to be like view. the Oilers. Yeah, like right they, they 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 need to go on like a twenty-two game heater. Um. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Tiger's saying that uh, Shang's going to be doing a Kuda deep dive with some uh, more on J Max coaching. So That's that'll be interesting. Be yeah, interesting. I'll be looking forward to that'll that. That'll be a read for sure. Um. No, I mean, listen. Also, here's another thing. I've said this last show, and I'll say this again this show. Mm-hmm. The CUDA got a huge young wave of help back last season. Yeah. With Eklund Bordalo, Gushkin Robbins, uh, Co. even though he's been disappointing. Like, they did have a wave of young guys come in. They didn't really have that this year. No. Other than Cardwell. And I love Who's been Cardwell's, great. Who's been amazing, but he's not going to save a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I He's not yeah, that type 100%. of player. Yeah. Um, um and this year, next year, they're also really not expecting that many. Maybe guys like Alex Young, Beestead, but I think that's about it. Um, so it's really like when Musty comes over is when they're going to get that next boost of actual that guys. That next who can wave, yeah. Yeah. So I, I will say that that's not an excuse. That's more of a fact, though, uh, but something to keep in mind. And we will get to Musty because I do want to bring something up. Yeah, I think like I think. Beastead not being here this year kind of like it's still I understand that he has a like he had a European assignment clause and I, I get it and sometimes I you know is he better off probably playing over in Sweden right now than on this Barracuda team yeah probably probably but, <laughs> but at the same time it's kind of like knowing that you are probably gonna have some guys get moved up like both Eklund like Eklund was was gonna be a shark this year I don't think there was any doubt in that like something would have had to go on terribly wrong for Eklund not to be a shark this year um, yeah but I mean Bortolo got a chance he didn't make the most of it unfortunately for him but he did make a chance you know he he did get the opportunity to and now he's back with the Barracuda I think you know next year um, it's going to be interesting to see you know as far as like who gets moved out and what how many spaces are on this team next year because I think a guy like Daniel Gushkin is going to get a real opportunity on this team next year. I think Bortolo is going to be in a situation where he's going to be in a spot where it's going to kind of be, you need to make the most of this chance because your chances are running out with Bortolo. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um, based on his age. Beastead was a guy that I didn't love them sending them back to Sweden because he struggled at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. He very much so did. He even struggled for parts of world juniors. But he has found a new rhythm in the SHL playing wing. This is a great so, question. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and Kevin Way saying no, Jake Furlong is another guy who could who could come over. Um, Tiger asks, uh, who do you expect to be traded from the CUDA with any trades at the deadline? Brandon Co. I tweeted this a while ago. I do not see Co. surviving this season with the CUDA. But oh, he is injured. Yeah, I will say that. Who, and I don't know if he need, is he up this year. Is his contract? Does he need a new contract? That's a fantastic um, question. Give me a second. I someone just threw it. that in the chat. Because I don't think Greer likes Co. He doesn't seem like that. There type has of been and you, Co. is a, is a restricted free agent at the end of the year. He has no arbitration rights. I would be shocked if they resign him. I would not be shocked if he just goes in with like. LeBanc in a deal. I yeah yeah. See, I think Co is a guy that I think might get sent out. I have questions. Like I think I always have. I always have concerns about a guy who is a um anyone who's not a like a Greer picks. It seems like the one thing that Mike Greer has really done um has you know he's really kind of gotten rid of a lot of the doug wilson jr draft picks i think the guys who are safe are probably robbins and i don't even think bordalo is safe with greer like i this i'm gonna say this do not come attacking me i would not be shocked if bordalo gets traded because he's just not a greer type guy 
And he also has been slightly disappointing, I think, to Greer. I mean, he could. He's going to be interesting because... Isn't he also up this year? No, he's a... Bordelow, yeah, yeah Bordelow he's a... is a... He's a 10.2C. I don't... So I don't know what's going to happen there as far as uh, professional seasons. for. They're a group two RFA status. I don't know. They're just... They can't be offer sheeted. But, like, I would not be shocked to see Bordelow even get traded. I think if Bordelo gets traded, though, I don't think he would be like a sweetener in a deal. Like if if no, 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 getting no. traded, something's coming back. Like yeah. I, I don't think like he would just be a. They would throw him in as a as as a sweetener. It's an interesting I, thought. I'm. I'm not sure Bordelow what to make to of Bordelo. I think like again, like Bordelo's a guy who did start the season in the NHL, so I, they they have to see something there. I would think. Um, but uh, here's the thing: Where does Bordelo fit in the Sharks' future? I don't know. With guys that you <laughs> have coming question. in. Like with the guys they have coming in, with the guys that are available in this year's draft, I have legit questions yeah. about where boards fit. I think they're oh, they're keeping Gushin. You don't have to worry about Gushin. Uh, Gushin's fine. Yeah, I think Gushkin, I think Robbins but, is probably safe for the time being. I think Gushkin is safe. Robbins, Obviously, Eklund's safe. Like, Eklund's not <laughs> going anywhere. Uh, Bryson's a little different. But like Bordalo, I just I have a weird feeling Greer's just gonna say he gave up on him, and, and I don't want to be that person. But like I don't think Bordalo fits that type of vibe that Greer's going for, and Greer talks about wanting to build. Like Eklund fits it quite well because Eklund can kind of adapt to any kind of play style. Plus, you don't just like you don't throw you don't just throw away a top ten pick because it wasn't yours. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like Lacey put it in here a while ago, do you think Bordalo was the low confidence prospect? Who I, I think that could be several. I think it was either. Oh, Bords that's or, good. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic question, man. I wish I knew Bords the or to Pedersen that. is my guess. I wish I was smart and I knew the answer. I feel like it's Boards or Pedersen. No, see, no, you know, but I do agree with what Tiger says. Like, I think Boards has definitely improved his two way play a lot. It's hard because like if you look at Bordalo and you look at Gushkin. Yeah, man, that's a hard, that's a hard, like, if you made me choose between the two, I don't, like, I know a lot of people in the chat are that's probably going to say Gushkin <laughs> running away, but I, I would have a hard time with that. Here's um, what I'll say. Like, they both offer very different things. Bordelow yeah. is going to give you elite playmaking. The guy's vision is redonkulous. Um... Gushin's going to give you a shot that'll go through basically anything. But, like, I think regarding NHL futures and, like, where they fit into the Sharks in, like, three to two years. Yeah. I think you're going Gushkin. At the current moment. Now, this might change in a year. But yeah. at the current moment. You know what I mean? Like, I just think I like Gushin, but Gushin's a guy who has to be in your top six. Oh, absolutely. Whereas I think, but I think he fits in the top six. I, no, I he. I mean, I think he has the tools to be in your top six. I just, I think Bortolo can can be in your top nine, though. That is true. Again, I don't want Bortolo to get drafted. I don't want to put that out there. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying I would not be surprised if Bortolo gets uh, traded. That's all I'm saying. Just an underrated name that I'm going to throw out there. <laughs> Short Kings. He drafted Will Smith, <laughs> Kegnoni. <laughs> Ah uh, yeah, no. The, the Will Smith is lighting it up on fire right now. Think, I'm just kind of looking. I'm trying to think of who off this team do I think could get traded. Um, oh. yeah, I think. Look at. I wouldn't be shocked to see a guy like Brandon Co get moved uh, in a deal, um, yeah. especially if it's a deal where you're in a situation where you're trying to move contracts. Also, Mitchell Russell. He hasn't played a single effing game. Yeah. But like if just like a dump, I would not be surprised for a team to take that. Yeah, I mean, he has another year left, so on his deal, like his next year on his deal too, so I don't know if that's... I am I mean, that could happen, I think. Mitch Russell could be a guy that, you know, again, if it's like a contract for contract swap, but that's still a contract that you would have on the books next year. Um, Redeem Shimmick is a name I'm going to throw out here. Now, I don't know. He has one year left in this year. That's but a like lot if, of money. That's a lot of money, and I don't think the Sharks will do that. But like, that's just a guy whose contract is expiring, and maybe an NHL team gives him a shot. Yeah, I think it's hard because so many, so many teams. Like, I, every NHL, like I, it's an interesting name. 
um, because obviously, like, if there's one thing NHL GMs love in abundance, it's depth defensemen. <laughs> Especially the Leafs. I'm going to stop um, picking on them now. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, Chimik's an interesting one because, you know, obviously I think he's a guy who could definitely come in and be like a, you know, he could be, he could, he could rotate into, I think, some teams defensive cores or, or even just as a black ace. It's not a horrible thing. The problem is, is he makes two, $2.25 million. So unless if the Sharks are going to use their last retention spot on that, which is fine because they'll have the, the spot open up, open up, up at the, yeah. you know, July 1st. So it's not the end of the world, but I, if I'm the Sharks, am I not using that for Kevin LeBanc? I don't know if Banker has any value. I'm just going to be honest here. I think you could probably get more for Brandon Coe than you could for Kevin LeBanc. Um, see, here's the problem. Ke- it's Kevin LeBanc is such an interesting guy. And I know we've kind of strayed from the Barracuda here. <laughs> Kevin LeBanc, here, here's the thing with Kevin LeBanc though, right? Like I, yeah, I still no, feel shoot. like he's a guy that somebody's going to take a swing at. Like I know, I know on Pucknologists on Sunday, um, you know, AJ is on this kick where like he's just done in the league, and I don't think that's the case. I think that someone's yeah, gonna, that's not, but... someone's going to sign him for next to league minimum and see if they can, you know, it's going to be Tampa and they're going to win another cup. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there's. I think there's a. You know, like Kevin LeBanc's a frustrating one, right? Because I think that the problem with Kevin LeBanc, obviously, is that he's ended up in the doghouse of. Every single coach, like every single coach, pretty much every single that he's had at the pro level is has basically doghoused him at some point. Um, and at you know, I I think that one coach, yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's you know, maybe it's just a dumb coach, right? Like, or that coach just doesn't see the value in that player. Two coaches, you know, at this point, you you have to at least start asking questions. Three coaches, come on, like at this point, Like, like, yeah. Mr. I LeBanc mean, has to look in the mirror. The minute like Thornton stopped being his like three C, mm-hmm. he fell apart, and the Sharks just don't have anyone to replace Thornton right now as their third line center. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't with Banker. I'm just concerned. There's like no value there, and like he has he has some good flashes. And someone like a Tiger put in the chat the Rangers. Mm-hmm. That could work. Yeah. Rangers, uh, Tampa, um, Greer will do him a favor and try to send him back to New York. I would not be surprised by that. I mean, I would not be surprised if also Barbie is a part of that package then because there were rumors that Barbie's on the trade block. Yeah, I mean, other guys that I think could be on their way out as part of like as as trade guys. um, I wonder if. You know, I wonder if a guy like Jacob Peterson could go somewhere. An agreer guy. I don't think so. Maybe, but I mean, at the same time, like, he's had a pretty rough year. He's, I mean, he's obviously, look, he's arbitration eligible, but obviously he's not going to have a great arbitration case for him. Um, I would like to see him one more year before I write him off, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, he's 24, turning 25. If you're not in the show yeah. now... I don't know with like we just saw like a flash last year and I I don't know if that was just a flash in the pan or like there's actually something there. Yeah. Um, I might also just have a huge bias towards him. Uh, Kevin bringing up a. uh... Yeah, yeah, we should have Kevin in the chat saying, remember how we dogged LeBanc in his rookie year for getting sent down and he was a totally different player, completely disinterested in playing hard writing was on the wall. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. That's valid. Um, I, you know, Kevin LeBanc was a guy that we definitely were hard on in his, uh, in his rookie year. And we wanted definitely more from him. Um, <laughs> but he Jesus. did score a goal in game seven. Yeah, that's true. He did. I don't what game seven. Sorry. Yeah, I don't which, know. What you're uh, <laughs> yeah. It, Kevin LeBanc's uh, Kevin LeBanc is probably one of the, he's a, he's a frustrating dude. So I think he has talent. Like, I think he's, I think he's a guy who, who I think sees the ice really well. I think he's a, he, he's never going to be a, a, a goal. Like he's never been a, a, a goal guy, right? He's mostly been no. a, he's mostly he's like been a, a pass, pass guy. First guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a playmaker. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's frustrating. See, he's a guy that I think if he would play to his potential, like, he would be a solid power play two guy. I, I don't know. Banker so hard. Like, not going to, again, Banker so hard for me to sit here and tell because I've just been immensely disappointed with him. Like, I just don't recognize him on the ice. He's a great KHL player. I still oh, think he's God. in the NHL next year. He's in I the think... NHL. He's not, he's not going to, no, he's not going to go to the KHL. Like, a team like, the Devils or the Rangers or like I know the Devils have fallen off. God damn you, Devils! I wanted another first round pick, by the way. Um, but like he's a player that's gonna get league men somewhere, probably blow up in the Sharks' face, and then make another buttload of money. Yeah, but you know we said that about Noah Gregor too, where he was gonna go somewhere else. And listen, and we were we were gonna be Noah told. Gregor go burr. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't happen. I mean, different players, but. I mean, he was playing up with, like, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. If you can't score a million points there, you... Pro- I don't know. Poor Noah Gregor. All right. We're not going to pick on Noah Gregor. We're not going to pick on Noah Gregor. I'm sorry. Sorry, Noah All right. Gregor. So, anyone... Um, trying to look at this blue line. I don't think anyone from the blue line... I think everyone from the blue line for the Barracuda is safe. I don't think there's anyone that's going to get uh, moved out there. I would not be surprised if they just added more <laughs> to the yeah. blue line. Like, more defensive prospects, at least. Yeah. Or, I like, guys think, that uh... are... Like, Jack Sidnika, I know they just traded for him, but ship him to the fucking moon, please. He's a guy, uh, like, I, I think if you look at guys, um, and I, obviously it's something that we'll revisit as the season gets closer to the end, but I can't, I mean, he's another guy who's an RFA, and at this point right now, I I don't, I have how a do question. you qualify him? I'm just looking cat friendly. Can guys like Holtzy and Musty come in and help this team at the end of the year? Or no, or is that against their? They can, yes, yeah. junior guys. They can, can. okay, Absolutely. cool. Yeah. So like, and that's something at the end of the year that we should watch out for mm-hmm. is like guys who are finishing their juniors. Maybe Will Smith, if he signs his ELC, I want him to stay another year in college. But like, maybe guys like that who can come over and like make this coup to team, like help the forward at least forward group a little more. Tiger no. asks an interesting question. Do you think Havlid comes and gets some games after the SHL season finishes? Is he allowed to play in the HL? If- Is he? I I thought he wasn't. I was told he wasn't because I would love to see him on the this like Kuda. I I wonder. Okay, so here here's the thing, right? With, with oh, they'll that. sign ETOs. Okay. Got yeah, it. yeah, Thanks, yeah, Lacey. yeah. They they sign ETOs. They can play. Um, as the junior guys. Sorry. Um, yeah. obviously the the only if the college guys do it they have to turn pro that's a one-way trip um now with Havlid, i don't know if, if his team's done playing i don't know if he's allowed at that point because his team isn't playing anymore um but he can't play in the hl until he's like 24 or something that's the uh that's the shl hl agreement i don't know if there's a clause in there that will allow him to play after um the shl season concludes because Havilah's a guy that people just don't talk about in the Sharks prospect pool, like, at all. Because <laughs> he plays in the SHL. Um, I don't know. I'd be really interested. And if he can come over, that would help this. Like, him and Furlong would help this, like, blue line so immensely. It's yeah. not even funny. Furlong, not as much, I would say. But Havilah just, you know. It's just, I mean, obviously, I think it's it's nice to get those guys when they come in on the ATOs, you know, because they're kind of... They're, they're obviously they, they've got a lot to show and I think they've got a little more spunk um, coming in. We'll be seeing Haltman blast and no defense from that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, I, we'll see. Because I mean, okay, I'm so just... so Kevin's asking why would Havlid be any different than Beastead? The difference between Havlid and Beastead is Beastead's a first overall pick, is a first round pick, sorry, not a first yeah. overall pick, but a first round pick, which means that he can play in the AHL. Second round, oh. anyone who's a second round pick or later that's an SHL player cannot play in the AHL until they're 24. But a player who is drafted in the first round does not fall under that. He can play in the AHL. He can play in the NHL. He can play in Europe. That's okay. That's interesting. That is the that is the SHL NHL transfer agreement. I mean, it'll be the interesting you know. at the end of the year to see which prospects do come over and help the CUDA a little. Um, like I would not be surprised if Musty comes over. Uh, speaking of Musty, I'm sorry to change the topic, yeah, no, but I've been uh, dying to mention this. Let's talk about Musty. Um, Musty and his first of all, he's leading the OHL in points per game, I believe at a 1.89. Um, and in his last five games, he has four goals. 
that's not that just changed since I last saw it. But in his last five games, he has four goals, six assists, ten points. So he's on an absolute tear right now. If you guys want a prospect to watch, just uh, go look up Musty. He he had this really cool like just batted in the air game winning goal today or game tying goal, I believe. Um, I actually love Halt. Haltman's good, but he just one dimensional a little. Yeah, he's got that shot. Um, like I said, I think the thing I and I think I said this on our other show was was Halton. Like he's a guy who I have, who I just want to see if he can. Like I want to see what his shot selection looks like in the pro game. That's the part Absolutely. with him that fascinates me the most because uh, junior goalies aren't great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just gonna throw this out there. Junior hockey goalies not great, right? Um, I think that. Canada in general has kind of fallen behind in goalie development. Now, now there are not to say there's not there import goalies. There are import ones. goalies, um, but yeah, I just it, I always have questions about guys who just kind of blow the puck through goalies. And uh, you want to see what here, happens. Here's the thing with Halton: he will throw the body around. He'll give you hints, hits because he's so big, and like I know Stephen Ellis, I believe is his name. He loves Halton. I'm concerned with Halton that he's just going to become a power play specialist. Yeah, and I don't think and that, just do you that can't just OB do that position. In the NHL. Yeah, and like just do the OB position where he just stands there, kind of what like Eklund is starting to do, where he just kind of stands there mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. But like Halton is like he's very one-dimensional, and like honestly, being a one-dimensional player is why Colt Eiserman's stock is like tanking right now. Like the dude has a shot, but doesn't give a fuck about defense. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, it's gonna be. It's. I'm. I'm curious. I, I'm kind of excited for the, uh, for the playoffs in the OHL. I think it's gonna be interesting because I think there's some, like obviously that's another thing too. Obviously, like there's gonna be. I think some teams that are gonna be, um, that are gonna obviously like uh, a team. You know, Halton is a guy who's playing on the London Knights. They're you know they're leading staffed. their division. The London Knights are usually a, a pretty good team. I don't think they're gonna be the favorite this year by any stretch. Um, but you know, I think they're, they're, I think they should have a decent playoff run in them. Um, they're stacked. Um, Sideberry is another team, you know, who's, I think is probably got a decent playoff run in. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Obviously I think, um, the thing with Sudbury is they sometimes become a one line team mm-hmm. because I believe like their top line with Dvorsky, Musty and Goyette. Yeah, I believe all are in top ten for points per game in the OHL. Yeah, so that'll I mean, be interesting with them. But yeah, London's doing actually. London's doing better than I thought they were. Yeah, they're they're. they're I mean, London's always a wagon. London's always good. It feels like like yeah. every year we're like London's not going to be good, and they're like we're good. They're kind of like the Boston Bruins. <laughs> they're just yeah, they're just which for junior hockey is just silly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. I'm I'm excited to see how they do. I think uh, my Greyhounds are good this year. Um, Saginaw's hosting, so. Uh, they're automatically in and I was you know I I think Saginaw is a team that they've made a lot of moves to they've made a lot of moves to really obviously try and do well in the Memorial yeah. Cup um, I'm yeah I'm, I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see how this plays out because I think Saginaw having that you knowing you're in the Memorial Cup like I it's not very often that you see a lot like the host team they usually kind of mess around in the playoffs a little bit no, yeah, hundred percent. It seems to be more of a trend lately. Um, so it, I don't know. I'm excited. It'll be interesting. Get the young guys playing like meaningful hockey is important. Yeah. And that's exactly what Musty Cagnoni. That he's not in the OHL. He's yeah. in the WHL. Yeah, the but WHL. I believe his team added like Nate Danielson during the deadline. Like, also Cagnoni is another guy that if he can get his defense and physicality, the guy's going to be great. But that needs to develop. I'm watching this. Yeah, what a goal. <laughs> the musty goal yeah <laughs> ridiculous that guy is going to be a absolute stud like apparently if you guys missed it on the um uh, when they released the finn jersey or whatever the calfin jersey apparently um whoever the directors of scouting for the shirts had a talk with musty before he went on this ridiculous stretch that they were kind of disappointed in his production i think or something he kind of gave it to him and now musty is just blowing it up in his last like five or six games awesome all right i think we've uh i think we've done this uh i think we've wrapped everything up we're just kind of 
talking for the sake of talking <laughs> at this point. I appreciate everyone actually helping us out in the chat. Uh, made the show definitely more interesting. We'll have to have to like start trying to get questions before the show, so we have a few more things to talk about. Because I was worried, like, oh my god, we've done like twenty minutes, and everyone's gonna be super mad at us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we did, we did like fifty, so we're good. Um, any final thoughts? Hopefully, the Cuda can go on a run here. That's all. Yeah, I think like. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> I just wish that they would just be good, or at least, um, you know, just make it interesting. Um, yeah. Again, they've shown no signs of doing so. Um, <laughs> there's nothing in their history that dictates that that they're going to do anything. But probably uh, not. If if they could, it would be nice, because I think like I look at the standings uh, in the AHL, and you know, like. We can't catch Henderson. Like they have forty-four points. I mean, it's 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 not the you know again like it's you're you're fighting with the Condor. You know, you're fighting with the the Silver Knights, who I think are just okay. I don't think they're great. Uh, the Condors are bad. The Gulls are worse. Um, and then there's the Veracruz, the worst team in the AHL. I feel like. Um, but no, I just you know, but a run. If you go on a run and you can actually just string together more than two wins at a time. Um. They could get there. I mean, they're just going to get completely yeah. destroyed by Tucson. Uh, but, oh God. but I don't know, man. Like again, what do you the? Like I said before, you know, like at the NHL, if you're a bad team, it's great. You get in the lottery. In the AHL, if you're a bad team, you're a bad team. Congratulations. Yeah. No. There's like I don't know. I just want the Coda to at least try to make it to the playoffs. Like, because yeah. like you need to play some meaningful hockey when you're at this point. Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, I guess I will wrap this up. Uh, in case you missed it or you want to watch this again, uh, you can always find us anywhere you get your podcast from on the audio. You can find us here at Tihad on YouTube. You can also find us at tealtownusa.com. Uh, if you um, like what we do here, please, 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 please hit the like button. Uh, if you have a comment, something we missed, something you think we got wrong, let us know in the comment section below. Uh, and if you're not subscribed, uh, that is uh, what you should do. If you uh, finally enjoyed uh, what we did tonight, um, subscribe, get more of it. It'll be awesome. Uh, we will see you probably in a couple of weeks when we will talk about some more Barracuda hockey. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more things to talk about. But <laughs> until then, uh, thank you so much for watching. And we will catch you on the next one.